seven-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer. Look at him rumble. Another weekend upon us, another game in London, and another week with the Otter Punts nailing our picks of the week's TV games. Two of the three punts are heading for London this weekend. One of us is still waiting for the invitation. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24 yards. Oh. Take it. Oh, he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler. Yes, welcome along. Our resident Stato and Ravens fan is with me here in Manchester. He's off to London this weekend with his other half. It's Dan Horton. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Good. I'm good. Vikings fan and bearded Brummy wonder Dave Keane's off to London with a friend. You all right, Dave? All right, mate. I would have invited you, but I want to enjoy myself. Oh, harsh. You didn't even let me get the next line out. This week, I'll be watching at home the game on TV on my own and trying to pick these two rude bastards out of the crowd. Honestly, I hope it's nil-nil, the floodlight goes out, the turf catches on flyer, and the game's abandoned, rude pricks. On the way, there's a full preview of all of the TV games this weekend. We take a look back on the week that was and our nominations for Utter Punt of the Week in association with endzonekit.co.uk. This is Utter Punts. Yes, hello, welcome along. So once upon a time when these games were announced, I sat on the phone and I thought to myself, do you know what I'll do? I'll grab four tickets. I'll try and grab four tickets in the initial ballot and that'll be one for producer Andy, one for Dave, one for Dan and one for me and we can do an utter punts trip to Wembley. I thought to myself that'd be a great idea. I was really unsuccessful and I didn't get those tickets. I thought it doesn't matter. I'm sure the opportunity will come at some stage. Next thing I hear, this one's taking my sister. Dave Keane's decided to go with somebody that isn't me and Andy Bell's going with his other half. I don't even know how that works. Bell won't turn up, surely. No, I don't think he's bought tickets. I was just, <laughs> I was just trying to highlight the fact that the pair of you had left me out. Well, to be fair, you might have got tickets for us all if you'd uh, realised it was actually at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Rather than Wembley? Well, yeah, I tried yeah, for the yeah, yeah, yeah. I did try for the I did try for the Wembley game, not either of the last the last week or this week. So <laughs> shove that right up your pipe. Um, <laughs> uh, right, look, let's do news because there's a load to preview this week, and w- there's obviously going to be a little bit of looking back at the mess that was last weekend. Um, Dan, you, mm. the New England Patriots. <laughs> I mean, we, we off, we, the sort of the group thread goes around, doesn't it? What's, what's caught your eye this week? And this week was one of those weeks in the NFL where there were literally a thousand things that you could have talked about. Justin Jefferson, players going to IR, Anthony Richardson, Justin Jefferson, players coming back from IR, Cooper Cup, and Chase you know, Claypool. Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool getting transferred again. Um, so there's a million things you could talk about. Mike McDaniel's press conference where he sort of accepts that his, their, their target for the start of the season was to break the five game record <laughs> uh, mission accomplished he said uh, but no I want to talk about the Pats because obviously I'm not a, not a massive fan of the Pats but they have been in you know in the last 20 years they have been a phenomenal franchise an absolute dynasty and they've won they've been the most successful team that's ever played the game um, but I just wondered if it's all just come to a crashing end and I, I've got the feeling this might be the last year we ever see Bill Belichick is this wonder or hope no I think I think they're done um, well the team's done um, but the team's done because of some of the coaching and because of the fact that Bill Belichick is generally he's practically the GM there the drafts haven't been good they're now plagued by injuries so they've just lost their best two defensive players Christian Gonzalez we spoke about yeah. great young cornerback he's out for the season Matthew Judon out back gone to IR they've just brought JC Jackson back who they traded to wow. the Chargers um, but their their special teams is is awful. Their old line play is awful, and that that's coaching. They're, those two things are coaching. Um, and there's just some unrest. So Robert Kraft at the start of the season was asked about uh, Bill Belichick. So I think he's about twenty games, thirty games shot of Don Shula's all time winning record. Yeah. And Robert Kraft quite openly said, and because he, there was upset last year with Bill Bill Billingin, Matt Patricia, and Joe Judging, that didn't go particularly well. Well, it went awfully, didn't it? Um, and Kraft said, "Nobody, we're not, we're not here to break records. We're here just to win football games." Now, you, you, Robert Kraft, successful owner of, these, of this team, has sat in that booth for twenty-five years and watched some of the best players and some of the best games. What is he watching now? 
Yeah, no, you, you not can't, great. You can't name players on that on that team, you I, know. And he's then, he was then asked this week, you know, is there anyone? And, and he basically came out and said, nobody's unfireable. That's what he said this week. Now, if he's saying that, that there is a fracture in that relationship, the fracture goes back to Brady. So there's been a report this week in the New England press uh, by... Um, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's one of the local press guys. So he's, he's a bit like when Ferguson used to have his press conference at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. Only certain people had in. So David Meek always had the inside track from last yeah, few yeah. years, right? Um, and he's basically said that the, fra- the fracture between Brady, when they let Brady go, it was Bill Belichick wanted Brady to go and Kraft backed him. So Brady went to Kraft and said, you know, I don't think this is the right thing to do. Kraft backed Belichick. I think Kraft now resents Belichick for that decision. And I think Brady resents Kraft for that decision, for, mm-hmm. for backing Bill in the first place. And I just think all these things are starting to add up and toil against Bill Belichick. And, and I just think this might just be the last season we see him. I was going to bring up Sir Alex Ferguson, but in a slightly different way. If Robert Kraft had been a, a, a little bit more Ferguson about this, I think Bill Belichick could have gone two or three seasons ago. I think what you're seeing is a... And I'm I'm a bit of a dinosaur in terms of NFL. Mm. When you're seeing these young, vibrant coaches coming into into setups and and making huge differences, just look at Mike McDaniel, for example, somebody that has obviously done the groundwork and is now making big strides in, in terms of yeah. being things, doing things slightly differently. Dave, is it about time that Bill Belichick went for the sake of the franchise? Uh-oh. That should keep him for another. <laughs> More on this in just a moment on Utter Punts. I, I, I have no doubt. Um, Dave, one of the things that has come out from the Tottenham Hotspur game last weekend has been the old, the old grass versus turf debate again, and it's something that you've picked up on, isn't it? Well, it's just Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It does seem to be a hotbed for, for injuries and several of the Bills players were commenting that it was like playing on concrete. I remember the Vikings saying similar uh, with Lewis Seen. And so if it is to be the future home of an NFL team, hopefully they can do something about that pitch. I mean, if there was many a thing that caught my eye this week. Uh, Justin Jefferson going on injured reserve. Full but I'm not allowed to mention the Vikings, so I thought I'd leave that one and uh, just just enjoy the better odds. But you've done it anyway. Oh, I can't resist. <laughs> and what's the point in saying, "Oh, I'm not allowed to do that," I'm, I'm just and then allowed. do it anyway? Yeah, well, you know what? That passive aggressive in the extreme. <laughs> the Tottenham thing is such a shame because it was such a great couple of weeks for the NFL in in Europe and in the UK. Yeah, and yeah. Roger Goodell was saying at press conferences, you know. And what we said a couple of weeks ago is this is the plan. One team stays for two weeks, then they maybe stay for three weeks and four weeks and five weeks and six weeks and eight weeks. And then they play eight weeks here and then they move back to the States. Now eight weeks are back. And the fact that the Jags won both games and played well in both games and all the hype was just starting to feel really good. And the last thing that happens as the Bills get on the plane going back to the States is it was like playing on cement. It's not safe. Oh, yeah. A nightmare. Yeah. Was it Matt Milano that came out? Because he, he obviously come, he comes off injured. I think mm-hmm. it was him that made the comment originally, wasn't it? Yeah. That it wasn't great. Look, look the, the Brucey bonus here is that that Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is is so good. If you've ever been there to watch anything, any kind of sport, certainly I've been a couple of times to watch um, the, the English Premier League, and um, it, it's so high tech. They can remove that pitch mm. away they can replace whatever surface it is it's mm. just going to be cost to be able to do that and the problem with it costing anything is that I'm not sure Daniel Levy's going to want to spend that money and if you don't know who Daniel Levy is go and look him up um, he would definitely qualify for the yeah. last section of this podcast yeah well, most weeks yeah, yeah. Um, if, yeah if I'd known that you'd actually been before mate I might have invited you so me getting lost uh. so I, I honestly hope you get lost in the maze of those back streets I really do I hope you get off at the wrong tube stop I hope that you find warm flat beer everywhere you go Dave I really do that is London uh, yeah well with no head yeah um, <laughs> on the beer uh, Dan's um, Ravens you, uh, this boy at home to me you've been on a right run of teams that you don't like haven't you oh yeah yeah it's not been great yeah. and it made me think maybe we could pick our five most hated teams in the NFL this week so the five teams <laughs> only five. that you hate more, yeah well I've had to limit it to five otherwise this section is going to be going on for 25 minutes and we won't get any previews in uh, Dave why don't you go first well with the team that I hate the most the five teams that you hate the most yeah okay so number one 
He's a Minnesota Viking. Okay, you hate your own team more than any other. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh my God, yes. Uh, every team that brings me the most pain, every team that brings me the most misery. I also love them, but they, they do say that, that hate and love is close, right? So, it, it, yeah, Minnesota Vikings for me, number one, um, just because most successful team never to win a Super Bowl. Um, and whenever they do have something nice, they break it. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, Vikings so that's one for me. One. Keep going. I want, uh, I want all two, of them. Uh, you want all five yeah. straight off the bat. Okay, so number two is with Philadelphia Eagles because they also rob me of joy and uh, are just generally unpleasant. The third <laughs> team will be the Green Bay Packers. I don't care the fact that they, they disrespected Aaron Rodgers. So that's my only problem with them, other than that irrelevance. Uh, number four would be... <laughs> Probably the Patriots, just on account of the fact that they also kind of hogged all the success in the sport for a while. But at the same time, them letting go of Tom Brady's left him to go on to bigger and better things with Birmingham City Football Club. So I'm grateful for that. So that's why they've they've fallen a little bit in my list. And number five uh, is probably right now the Baltimore Ravens, just because I enjoy hating on Dan's team. Okay, uh, I've got a question for you about Tom Brady before we go any further, though. I've been hearing, I'm going to let you come back at this in a minute, I'm just going to let you formulate your response. I've been hearing that it was actually Tom Brady's decision to employ Wayne Rooney as the new manager of Birmingham City, Dave. I mean, which case I'm 100% behind it. I believe Tom Brady's a winner. It wasn't actually from Sandra, it was Craig Gardner. But like, we can do a different podcast, Blues. It'd be better than this one. Well, but, like, well, you know. Oh, hold on a second, because that was exactly the opposite response to the response that I was expecting when I went fishing there. Well, like I say, he's, he's, I've decided I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to get on board with the Wayne Rooney bandwagon. Why not? Like, I haven't got room to hate all of my teams. Right. Man. So, like, so just England have got Southgate. Vikings have currently got Kirko. <sighs> so, I've, 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 yeah, I just haven't got room in my heart to hate another. Dan, you keep formulating. I just want to check one more thing. Your back's definitely feeling better this week, isn't it, Dave? Because you're being far too friendly. Mate, honestly, first time in God knows how long I'm finally well and pain-free. It feels good. I need somebody, anybody in the Birmingham area, just to go and punch him in the spine, please. That would be really handy just for just for content. Okay? Content. Uh, right. He just enjoys hating on the Ravens, Dan, is what he said. Yeah, he's just jealous it. We're used to it. Um... He did say the Patriots, so I'll forgive him. I'm going to go in reverse order. So, okay. Uh, number five is the Raiders. Um, not reason. They're overrated. They've been overrated for years. They're no good. They haven't been any good for years. So why would we even talk about them? The employed people like John Gruden for ten year on a ten year contract. They, they hire people. They, they fire people. It's a mess. Um, Living off the back of an excellent merchandising deal of the early nineties. Yeah, yeah, and you've had three names in the last fifteen years. So I mean, you can't have any respect for them, can you? Because they don't respect their fans. So why would we respect them? Fair. I'm Fair good enough. with that. Number four. four. Welcome to um, welcome to Sunday. It's the Tennessee Titans. Um, they've had a real problem with the Ravens for a few years they stomped on our badge at one point when they knocked out the playoffs we went and did the same thing to them last year after when we went and knocked them out of the playoffs and we'll smack them on on Sunday so that'll be fun number three the Browns enough said uh, <laughs> can't really go into that any further than they keep thinking we nicked their franchise and then we just made it better um, number two is the Steelers yeah um, Bain had the right idea is, is all I can the say about it. Yeah. And everyone talks about them. They're this, they're this storied franchise. You know, go and watch the, the scene of Mike, of Mike Tomlin tripping Jacoby Jones up as he ran down the sideline to score against them. And then said he, he didn't, an know, didn't know what he was doing. I've seen Tomlin explain that, then I believe him. Of course you do. Um, Somebody's um, already been and punched him in the spine. Get in! Yeah. And uh, number one, it's, it's fairly obvious, isn't it? New England Patriots. Yeah. Um, not because they're good. I like teams that are good. Um, I've been a United fan for many years, so, you know, I... I I enjoy teams that are good I enjoy teams that do well but I don't enjoy teams that cheat and they do I, do you know what that's absolutely fair I'm also going to go in reverse order at number 5 it's the Colts because it's the Colts at number 4 it's the Steelers for the same reasons that you've given about the Steelers at number 3 it's the Eagles and that's because I'm a New York Giants fan and I am absolutely supposed to hate the Eagles uh, in second place it's the Dallas Cowboys if you call yourself America's team you yeah. can get straight in the bin you bunch of arrogant tossers and number 1 is the New England Patriots yeah. deflate gate is all I'm going to say uh, good everybody happy Perfectly. move on shall we I, I don't just to go on record if, if deflating footballs gives Blues an advantage I'm, I'm happy 
They still haven't found the ball, boys, have they? That they got a <laughs> Let's move on before we find ourselves in all sorts of trouble. Uh, stock market game. Literally, we're going to rush past this again because it doesn't make any difference at this stage of the season. We need to be further down the track before this starts to happen. But essentially, the long and the short of the stock market game on utter punts is that we've picked one team to be worse than last season and three teams to be better than they were last season. You get a point for every position up or down, depending on which you've picked. Uh, so, as it stands, uh, I am in last place on minus one. Dave is in second place now, having moved up from bottom place on plus two points. And Dan is um, yeah, is in irrelevance. 47 points Dan has currently got. Uh, currently leading by 45 points. The game is to break even. <laughs> that, no, the, the no, game, the game, is, the game, the game is, is to win. The game is to win. Uh, don't forget, um, we rely on your generosity telling friends and sharing videos about this podcast mm -hmm. we are growing and it's really lovely to have all of you along that maybe weren't with us at the start of the season those numbers are fantastic but we do rely on you sharing us with your friends and subscribing on YouTube so if you're watching the YouTube video rather than listening to the podcast hit the subscribe button down below if you're listening on your device just hit the share button whether you listen on Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcast from share it with a group share it with your friends group share it with your fantasy football group see whether they get involved as well would be absolutely lovely to have them along now we should give a little prize right what no hang, hang on a sec hold that thought hold that thought we will circle back to it evening with Dave yeah we will circle back to it maybe when you're feeling less generous uh, before we do that though you heard oh, me man. mention right at the top of this podcast that we are sponsored by the brilliant folks at endzonekit.co.uk they are brilliant they are lovely and it is the perfect place for you to get hold of your NFL merchandise and in fact almost every American sports they're so good we've even made this ad about them. Here at Utter Punts, we're delighted to be partnered with endzonekit.co.uk, one of the best kit suppliers out there. Whatever you're looking for to represent your American sports team, Endzone has got something for you. In sizes from newborn all the way up to 3XL and larger, endzonekit.co.uk can provide gear to fulfill your NFL, NCAA, MLB, NHL and NBA needs. Endzone source their stock in the USA, they ship it over here too, which means delivery is lightning quick and can be with you ahead of the big game. And if you love a bit of retro style, Endzone's got you covered too with a whole range of vintage and pre-loved kit for you to choose from. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. Endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for American sports kit. I made that advert and I get it wrong every <laughs> single time. I cut myself off halfway through, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, you may have spotted Renee and is Simon. Simon's right, isn't it? Yeah. Simon. Um, they have been absolutely everywhere. Sky Sports, all over the NFL, all over social media. They got themselves dressed up for the Wembley game. Did the same again for the Jags at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last weekend. If you haven't spotted them, just go and have a look. You'll find them. He is dressed, Simon. So he's Captain Deval. Head to toe as Captain Deval. Yeah, yeah. And he's, so he's been everywhere. So you'll know who he is. And, and the woman stood next to me, who someone said was Theresa May, apparently, on one of the comments. Wow. Um, no, he's Rene. That's Rene. Oh, yeah. Rene. Uh, definitely not Theresa May. Definitely, uh, definitely not. Uh, right, let's have a look at the first games of this weekend, shall we? We will start with the Sunday 2.30 game at Wembley. These boys are going Baltimore Ravens uh, at Tennessee Titans. I've said Wembley again. It's not. It's at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium before somebody else decides to have a pop at me for that Freudian slip. Um, this this has got potential written all over it. I'm not sure it's got um, even written all over it. It could be a good game. Uh, where are we going to start with this, Dan? It's your team. You go first. Preview this one for us, would you? Yeah, it, it will be a tight game. The, 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 these are two good teams, two sort of hardened playoff teams, and they, they play a similar type of football, really. Um, they both want to run the ball they both want to stop the run um, and they both have really good lines uh, the Titans aren't very good though um, Agreed. I think their record is a bit flattering um, and the Ravens record is unflattering I think the Ravens should be much better than they are um, the drop catches last week against Pittsburgh so there was three drop catches in the end zone last week 
Um, they also had an interception in the in the red zone. So, I mean, they're, they're just leaving points on the field. They're being a bit sloppy. The coach has come out this week and said that. They should be 5-0, the Ravens. And they may rue that because Cincinnati is starting to look good. Pittsburgh are scraping wins. Uh, the Browns are going to start shape, taking shape. The Ravens should be head and shoulders in this division, and they're not. So they've put themselves under pressure, um, but they never do anything easily. But they are, I think, for me, as a bit of a homer, I think they're by far the better team. And I think the turf will help them. The faster turf will help them. They're a faster team. They're a younger team. They have got their offensive lineman back this week. So Ronnie Stanley's back. Um, and uh, Tyler Linderbaum, the centre, is back. And they've got, for me, the player to watch in this game is Roquan Smith. So if, you, if, you, if you're watching the game, number 18 or number zero for the Ravens, the linebacker, he'll be the guy just behind the line of play. Um, and he'll be controlling things and just watch for him on Derrick Henry it will be a thing to watch I mean Dave Derrick Henry really hasn't got himself going this this season maybe one game out of everything that he's played has been anywhere near good and when you look at what the Ravens rush defence are doing at the moment they've been holding running backs to essentially less than four yards a carry averaged out across every game that they've played Derrick Henry's got he's got to be brilliant if he's going to get anything out of this one it, it does, but it is really hard turf. So every time he makes a carry and every time they tackle him, it's going to hurt. Um, I think that's probably the only chance the Titans are going to have because like, I, I, I could try and make a claim that I think that the Ravens are in any way like the lesser team. They're not. The things like the drops I had last week, um, it will come back to the mean. They'll, they'll make their catches. Uh, the only thing that doesn't come back to the mean is turnovers I've found in recent experience so um, basically it comes down to the fact that Henry is actually playing better at quarterback than he is a running back lately already had one touchdown pass this season he had an absolutely delightful jumping pass that nearly went for another touchdown last week he was only a toe tap away from being a, another superb pass but I mean it I'd like to see him do that just because I'd like to be there when that happens. But um, I do think that the Ravens are actually looking strong. The, 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 the rub of the greens going against them, and they're still coming away with, with wins. And yeah, I, I think that's that, that, that to me speaks of a team full of talent. And when they actually do get going and flowing, could be hard to beat. Could I spend a, a little bit longer on this one than we normally would because it's the 2.30 game, because yeah. it's being played at, at Spurs. So I've picked out a couple of names here. Obviously, we've spoken about Derek Henry. I don't actually think he's the the dangerous running back that you need to look at for for the Titans. I think Ty J Spears has been Spears, far yeah. better than Derek Henry this season. So that's actually the one that you're going to need to keep an eye on. And I picked out two names um, on the Ravens defence, and that's Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. You've already mentioned Roquan Smith, but Patrick Queen's been excellent this season as well. Yeah, and he, he's come on leaps and bounds since they signed Roquan Smith. So, so they, they they become a real partnership. So think about a centre half joining in, in soccer. Yeah. Uh, you get a you know get, you get a really good centre half, and you put a young one next to him, and they, they can just become better players. And Patrick Queen has become a much better player because of it. Because Roquan's telling exactly where to go. A bit like a lot like Ray Lewis used to do. Yeah. The Ravens have always played Derek Henry really well. If you look at his record against the Ravens in the last four or five matchups, he's done nothing. I don't think he's got fifty yards. Um, but you're right, players like Tajay Spears, players like DeAndre Hopkins, who looked much better last week, so he sort of found his feet. But and you haven't really got anybody else. And the Ravens' secondary is coming healthy, so Marlon Humphrey's back. Um, they've got Kyle Hamilton on the backside as well. And the secondary, it looks strong for the Ravens. The defence overall looks strong for the Ravens. It's their offence that's the issue. Yeah. Um, but if they can make enough passes, and you know, I, I, I still go back to the thing, if the Ravens just get to the 35 and kick a field goal, they'll win 12 games a year. Yeah. Um, but they don't. They, they seem to want to go for it on fourth and sixth when they're ten points up and things like that. And they make they make Some really mistakes. aggressive mistakes. Yeah. But uh, Dave's right. Uh, eventually, those things will go in your favour. Yeah, Dave. And just I think one they will on this, this week. One last question for you, and that was about DeAndre Hopkins and and Ryan Tannehill, who maybe haven't been pulling up trees so far this season, but both actually look miles better in the last game that they played. They'll be looking to keep that that form going, won't they? I, th I think it's just a matter of Hopkins. Doesn't really matter if he's covered, throw the ball up for him and he will normally come down with the ball, but he's exceptionally good at just getting himself a little yard of space. He's actually, uh, a couple of years ago, people claimed that he wasn't the best of route runners. He runs routes that are perfect for his style and it, his catch radius is exceptional. Um, he, he was the best wide receiver in the NFL 
two years ago, maybe three years ago, yeah. uh, and he's not that far removed. But he's not quite the player that he was. And uh, Kyle Hamilton, yeah. you can't really justify taking a, a safety at eleven in any draft, and yet he's such an exceptional athlete, and he he's maturing in such a, a, a wonderful way at the moment. But maybe you can with him. So cool, right? Picks time. I'm going Ravens. Dave, you're going. Don't do it, Dave. Do you want to try and get him right this week rather than just picking opposite? Yeah, that would be good considering it's your job, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my job to help. Um, right, okay, yeah, I'll go Ravens. Okay. Uh, I thought he was going to go the other way, which is why I left you to last because I thought you might make the deciding vote. I thought you might need the deciding vote, but actually it doesn't matter. So you're going Ravens too, I guess. Yeah, best team should win. Good stuff. Uh, We may or may not have something for you a little bit later on that one in terms of where to put some cash money. We will wait and see what these two boys have got up their sleeve. Next game, six o'clock game, Seattle at Cincinnati and Joe Cool with a 108 passer rating last week. All of a sudden, Joe Cool looks like he might have found a bit of form done yeah he definitely moved better and, and and it's dead easy to say and you can say and I will say you know the Cardinals are terrible um, and Jamar Chase had a had the game of the season you know over 200 yards I think and, and a couple of touchdowns so he made the look good what, what was impressive about regardless of the score regardless of the yardage regardless of the rating he was moving in the pocket and he hasn't done yeah. that all season so he was moving he's glad away from pressure and that's what Burrow does so well he doesn't look like the most athletic quarterback but when you watch someone come into one, he's just got that ability to just take a step, like he doesn't like he's like he senses it's coming and mm-hmm. steps away and gives him enough time. And he looked like he was back to back to some of his best form. But the, the Cardinals have no pass rush, um, so it, we'll see. Uh, it'd be nice to see him back, you know, even as a, as a Ravens fan, because of him in the league and the Bengals, a good Bengals in this in this league in this AFC this year, would be really good fun to watch because there's some good rivalries starting to take shape yeah. in the AFC, and that that's one of them. So it would be good to have him back. He did look good to back to good from form, but these Seahawks have had a have had a bye week, um, and mm-hmm. they went into that bye week after a really impressive performance. And I know it was the Giants, and I know what have you. They had a, a you know a barn door as, as an offensive line, but that's a young but that's a young barn door, that's yeah. a young defensive front. So they will be absolutely feeling themselves. They'll be full of confidence. They'll be full of full of it this week. And I, I I've got a real feeling about the Seahawks here, and, and I think because they're a young team, they'll be they'll catch momentum and they will catch that sort of spirit to keep them going. And I think. They'll, they might just overpower the, the, the Bengals. The Bengals' secondary is the, the concern for me. I think their offense will be fine. They let players go in the offseason, mm. so Jesse Bates ended up at the Falcons, really good player in the secondary, and they haven't really replaced him. And I think when you talk about the, the run game of the Seahawks, he's really, really good. Kenneth Walker and, and Zach Charbonnet have looked really good. They're, they're running the ball really well. But then you look at their weapons on the offense, you know, with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett playing well. You've got Jackson Smith and Jigby, who's not really come to form, but he's on the field. Players like Noah Fan, I think the Seahawks can really move the ball around, play a really balanced game, and upset the Bengals. Are we thinking, given that um, given that the Seahawks uh, have no pass rush and that they've, yeah, you know, they've been going pretty well? Bengals again look like they're becoming into form a little bit. Dave, are we looking at a high scorer here? I hmm, I don't know if we are. Is, is T Higgins going to be back for the game? I don't think so. No, and, and like last time out, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was great for my fantasy, uh, the, the fact that, that Burrow was basically looking for Chase on it pretty much every uh, every opportunity. But um, I think that that does make him a little bit one-dimensional. And but if they need a big game out of Joe Mixon, I think, yeah. um, if, if they're actually going to be able to keep it to see Hawks' defence off balance. Um, you're right about the lack of pass rush, but they they do tend to, to throw some quite creative blitzes in every now and again, which which can cause issues. Wow, Joe Burrow, what a, what a dude! I mean, like he's played for an injury, but I didn't think it? was gonna. Listen, this team, seven, you know, seven games so ago, seven games ago, this team were being tipped to go into Arrowhead and beat Mahomes mm-hmm. and the Chiefs, right? So they're not. They're a team that has got the caliber to go all the way in this in this league, let alone in this in this game. It's just these things are about timing, and I don't think they're they're quite there yet. And this uh, this Seahawks team is impressing me. And, um, Devin Weatherspoon, their rookie cornerback, Dave, who a lot of people said they should have taken Jalen Carter, didn't they? And they took the cornerback instead and left Carter for the your favorite Eagles, Taylor Swift's favorite Eagles. Um, 
Devin Witherspoon's been playing really well. He played really well against the Giants. Yeah, he and he'll probably be on Chase. So that's really a matchup to watch, I think, if you are watching it on Sky. Just have a look for the coverage on, on Chase because Witherspoon looks like a serious, serious player. A uh, couple has, of stats. Has he been following people on, on that point? Because I, I have noticed that Jamar still does tend to operate primarily down the left. And I thought he was on the other side, but it could be really interesting if they do let him follow. Um, but we've also got Tariq Woolen still. Tariq Woolen, so they're, they're really yeah. balanced on the back end, and that's what I'm sort of talking about. Like the strength of the, of the Bengals, it might just be nullified here by this a really strong, young, confident Eagles secondary. Good stuff. Uh, right, we'll get to picks in a second. Just a couple of stats uh, to throw out. One, I, I, I think watch out for Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. We've just been, we've just touched on it, but I think with a Seattle uh, defense that has allowed a 113 rating to wide receivers over the course of this season, that might be a nice outlet for Joe Burrow. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, who are you going with, Dave? I'm actually going to go with the Bengals. Yeah. I just think that it's a tight game and like, I fully appreciate where Dan's going with it because it is strength versus strength. But I'm just looking at the way Burrow played, escaping genuine pressure last yeah. week. Maybe he can buy enough time to, to keep things going. So I, I am going to go with the Bengals on this one. Dan? Yeah, I, I'm going to go for the upset. I think that you know the, the, the Bengals are overwhelming favourites. They're, they're stronger favourites than the Ravens are, and I, I think the Seahawks can upset them. So I'm going to Seahawks. I'm going home advantage in a tight but high-scoring game. Uh, so Bengals for me. Uh, okay, um, this might be the tastiest one of the week for me mm. in terms of how tight that this one is. This is the Detroit Lions at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Raymond James. This one is the 9-25 game on Sunday. Detroit 4-1, Tampa Bay 3-1, but coming into this one off a bye. There's so many narratives here. The big one for me is going to be the coaching. MCDC mm. against Todd Bowles has got me excited Dave what do you reckon to this game um, I, I think we might but Daniels will do what he always does find a way what I would say is Jalen Waddle's not really been getting very Daniels he's talking about the Dolphins why is he talking about the Dolphins sorry do you know what uh, what have I done there what were we talking about do you, me, do, you me to, do you want me to start again the next game has got brilliant no we're talking about the Detroit Lions against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, have you got two pages stuck together you know, in your notebook I'd like to claim I oh. got bored, but I didn't. I was checking odds on my bet for later. Oh, yeah. The Dolphins yeah, aren't on got, TV this I, week. I, 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 got, I got distracted. Um, and then, then I heard... And then, well, and then I, I heard... Thought, and then you heard me talking about MCDC and Todd Bowles. <laughs> and you went, <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike McDaniel. McDaniel. Yeah, yeah. And it, I figured it out. I figured it out. Somebody, somebody has given Dave some extraordinarily strong painkillers. So all of a sudden he's being really nice because he's not feeling any pain, but his head is huddled. I wonder if I'd have let that go. How long are you to cut that for? I'm glad you stopped it. A while, mate. To be fair, I, wow. I only picked up on it by looking over at you and realizing. Hold on a second. But, um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, Lions at the box, Dave. I was, yeah, the Detroit Lions right. at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I said, what do you reckon to this game? After saying that, I was looking forward what, what to the was coach the initials here. When you Were you being called again? Are you, are you struggling to hear? Uh, do you want to turn your headphones up? <laughs> I said the coaching matchup had got me quite excited between MCDC, Motor City, Dan Campbell and Todd Bowles. He's and then I threw to yeah. you trying to be a professional. Was, Do you know what? You've lost your rights. Stop. Fade him, Fade him down. Fade him down. Enough. Dan, would you mind just being a professional for a second while he gets his thoughts together? Cool. Thanks, uh, mate. I think, I think, you know, the fact that Todd Bowles hasn't Still got a nickname. Still talking. The fact that Dan. Todd Bowles hasn't got a nickname tells you it all. He hasn't warranted yeah. a nickname. Um, if this came down to coaching, the Lions would win. Uh, are the Lions serious? That's, that's my question. If they are what I think they are, they're the third best team in the NFC, yep. and they should wallop the Bucks. Yeah, let's see. They they were able to rest players last week, which was quite, which is what a good team does. So they they sat a couple of players who have got a few niggles against the Panthers because they didn't need them, and they wallop the Panthers. Um, so they rested them for this game. Uh, you know, the Bucks have had a bye week, so they've had a bit of time to think. 
is that a good thing for Baker Mayfield? I'm not sure. Mm. They've got some firepower in the books and they'll score points, but I, I, I like this Detroit team. I think they're good up front. They've got a good pass rush. And ultimately, this will come down to me, and I've said it a few times about the books. they cannot stop the run. The Buccaneers cannot stop the run. They haven't been able to do it for two years. They couldn't do it against the Eagles, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, and they didn't. Um, and this O-line for the uh, Lions is ferocious. Penny Sewell, they're, they're playing really well. They've got David Montgomery, they've got Jermaine Gibbs, they've got a really good running game. I, I think the Lions should and could have too much. And I think on the other side of the ball, players like Aiden Hutchinson will mm-hmm. put Baker Mayfield under immense pressure all day. I yep. think this could be an absolute walloping. Not only are the Lions, in your opinion, the third best team in that conference, they are currently sitting as the third best team in the NFL based on based on the rankings at the moment. Dave, now you've got to, now you've had some time to sort of find the right page in your notebook. What do you make of this game? The Detroit Lions at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dave. Ah, oh, you mean MCDC versus Top Dogs? That's the badger. Like, you've got it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, um, my the Lions are looking really, really good. The fact that they were able to put so many points on the board last week with that two of their starting players, uh, well, maybe not a starting running back, but certainly someone that they said was an offensive weapon in Jameer Gibbs. And then Armour Ralston Brown was also out, and they still managed to put so many points on the board. Uh, no one's worked out their OC just yet. Todd Bowles is kind of basic. But I do think that Bacon Mayfield is having a really, really positive impact mm-hmm. on that whole team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw an article today where they're talking about the fact that people said that he was trash and now he's playing with a real chip on his shoulder. But it's not manifested itself in him trying to play hero ball. It seems to have manifested itself in him trying to be as efficient as possible, um, which I think gives them every chance if they're coming up with a game plan. And I think their game plan might well be to actually try to keep the ball out of the Lions' hands. So I'm expecting quite a short passing game with, with, with quite a heavy run first offence um, just to try and deny possession and start to gas the, the, the Lions defence I think that no one's really won the time of possession against the, the Lions so far this season um, I don't think even the Chiefs did in the first game did they nope. uh, so like, I, I do think that's the way to try and beat them and I do think that, that maybe the box have got the horses to do it um, we'll see yeah but I, I think this is won and lost on how Detroit run the football. Um, yeah. I think given how well Tampa Bay have, have done to the to the pass, 6.5 yards an attempt over all of those games, only a 75.1 rating. So brilliant against the pass, but their rush defense, I think, is probably the weak spot and that might just open up a bit of a slot for Montgomery and maybe, just maybe, we see uh, the Lions on the road do a number on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dan, which way are you going? I'm going the Lions. Yeah. For me, and, and watch out for Sam Laporta. One of the, this tight end class coming out in the draft was was named as being Brilliant. a really good tight end class. Sam Laporta has been everything yep. as advertised. He's been phenomenal. Watch yep. out for him, Dave. Which way are you going? Well, Dan's right. I did say it was a great tight end ca- class. Um, sorry, uh, but Dan's uh, right no, for agreeing with Dave. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually going to go with a box on this one. I'm going to deviate a little bit. Um, just because I do think they've got home field advantage, I am impressed with Mayfield, and I think that. They've got every chance coming out of a bye to have actually come up with a game plan which might slow down the offence. We'll see. So I'm going to gamble a little bit on, on that extra time to prepare and I'm going to go with the, the box. Uh, right, coaching corner time, gentlemen. Welcome back to What's Punts. Don't forget, like, subscribe and share with a friend. And uh, don't forget 15% off if you head to endzonekit.co.uk and use the code PUNTS at checkout. Coaching corner this week is fair catching. Now, the reason that I've picked it was that I saw uh, a YouTube video um, where his name is completely abandoned me, uh, went off the deep end about... In the in the Rams, it was a Rams game earlier this season. Fair catch called uh, at like the ten yard line with no pressure anywhere near him, just to give himself ten further yards up the field. And I just the whole thing made my brain melt. So, what's the idea about the fair catch, and why has it been so readily in the news over the last couple of weeks, Dan? So fair catching. So if when 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 the ball's punted or kicked off, really. So when it's punted, you'll have one guy normally back to receive the ball. And if 
it's, it's a fairly tactical thing and a well-drilled special teams unit are really good at this. So if he's in his own area, he won't want to risk um, not advancing that ball very far. Um, he won't want to risk being tackled and fumbling that ball if, if the coverage isn't right in front of him. So you'll see the receiver will wave his arms and say, fair catch, which means he has the chance with nobody's allowed to touch him over the opposite team and he has the chance to t- reel that ball and catch that ball without anybody touching what he can't then do is take off and advance the ball so he's yeah. saying I'm going to catch it here and I'm staying here if he fumbles it fair play ball's live yeah. if he um, if someone runs into him or tackles him or touches him even even glancingly um, it's a penalty of 15 yards advances further up um, you'll tend to if what you might see someone do is shout for a fair catch if he's back towards his own end zone and he'll move out of the way of it at the last minute and not catch it to let the ball bounce into the end zone, in which case it's a touchback, touch yeah. and they would start on the 25-yard line. So right. It's all about field position. So this is and ball security. really strange. So the ball then, the, the game restarts with the ball, and the line of scrimmage is where the ball was caught. If he catches it as a fair catch, it's where, where, where the ball was caught. If he lets it go into the end zone and touchback, it goes to the 25. So he, that guy's making a calculation in his head, am I best to catch this or not? Am I best to fair catch this? Or am I best... If he looks down the field and there's a gap and he's got the right blockage in front of him, he's going to take the chance to catch that and advance that ball because he's got a chance to make more yards than he could lose. That's the risk he takes. And he, he's adding that up as he's watching that ball come down from 50 feet in the air in the wind and rain trying to catch it. Um, these guys are special, these special teams. Yeah. Dave, any thoughts on fair catching? So they've actually changed the rule. This show that impacted it as well, didn't they? Uh, where they've changed things so that if you call for a fair catch from kickoff, then it gets put at a, at a different yardage line. Am I right, Dan? Sorry, mate. I missed just that. ring. Go on. So, so from last season, uh, they, they brought in a new rule uh, at the start of the season, didn't they? Where they changed things about what would happen when a fair catch took place yeah. on the kickoff. Yeah. So if, effectively, now if you call for a fair catch, you get put on the twenty-five yard line. Is it somewhere around there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason being, they're, they're effectively just trying to take the, the actual kickoffs out of the game uh, in terms of it being a health and safety risk. And so the fair catch was introduced really as a as a health and safety concept, and it's carrying on in that vein. It's just more, to make more sure players, that more players you can catch injured. it without getting killed. Yeah, statistically, the, the 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 play in the game that injures the most players year in year out is. Kick off and punt returns. What getting crunched on a on it's a because, return? It's because normally everything's in front of you, and everyone is in front of you. So it's one team this side, and they're coming this way. If you think from a kick, they could be coming from any angle, so they could circle back and be tackling you from behind. Yeah, um, and it makes it really dangerous. And you also get the more chance of a double tackle, so a high and a low. So someone's coming in to take your feet, someone's going to take your head, and there's so many injuries because of it. So they're trying to take it out of the game a little bit. Isn't that make it a bit more boring? XFL. Sorry, the, the, uh, the XFL actually have a different routine to the kick, to their kickoffs, which the NFL should really look at, where they they just change where people are standing from the kickoffs and the distance over which the kickoff will go, uh, and it's taken the immediate high impact out of it because people haven't got a chance to build up momentum, and it's actually proven to be incredibly safe. I don't think they. Uh, I'm not sure if there was even a single recorded concussion on kickoffs in the XFL last year. Wow, that's really vote, impressive. There's votes every year, so when they have the when they have the gen, general manager meeting with the NFL owners every year, they, they, they tabled a lot of different rule changes. And every year, it's real. Every year, someone puts forward. I think it's the Cowboys. I'm pretty sure it's Jerry Jones. Uh, puts has put forward for the last ten years. Um, no kickoff returns. Ball at 25. Take out yeah. the game altogether. Yeah. No kickoff at all. Ball at 25. <laughs> And it's it's actually gone from having one vote, I think, in, to last year having I think something like twelve. Wow! So it's almost getting to the point where it would become it become enforceable. Interesting. Uh, if you've got any suggestions for us on uh, what you want to hear in Coaching Corner, then drop us a line. Would be lovely to hear from you. Uh, you can do that on either of the social media pages that we've got, either Instagram or X.com. Just search for Utter Ponce Podcast, and you will find us. Would be absolutely lovely to hear from you. Whilst you're there, don't forget like, share, and send to a friend. Beautiful work. On to the second part of our preview, and um, this is becoming an all-too-familiar thing where we end up talking about the New York Giants, and um, (laughs) it's so disheartening. 
And they keep finding a buzz oh, 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 running. Yeah, I know. Have they had? Have they had? No, everybody's allowed to laugh, but no. it has been a horrendous start to the season. It has been one. Uh, brutalising after another from one big team after another and the Giants just cannot get a break why at some stage that just let them play the under 12s just let them get a bit of confidence back or something but no it's the Buffalo Bills angry Buffalo Bills at Orchard Park coming off the back of a loss in London oh my (laughs) days this could be absolutely horrendous I would like to pitch something right now and that is what whatever happens in London stays in London, please, Bills Mafia. If you can just leave it over here and just completely forget that it ever happened, that would be absolutely great. Look, let's forget about the 11 flags that cost you 100 yards at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Let's just forget that that happened. We'll just leave it in London. Okay, let's just try and remember the positives like Josh Allen has already thrown for 11 touchdowns this season. That keeps everybody happy, everybody joyful and not angry and ready to marmalise the New York Giants offensive line who are already pretty terrible. Is there an offensive line? No, there really isn't. Dave, do you you want to start with this one? Um, Okay, so first of all, I feel your pain. Uh, you're playing a first-place schedule. Mm-hmm. It's not easy when your team was pretty much fraudulent last year. I know this from experience. You so say fraudulent. Having a pop I'll go with fortunate. Right. But what it comes down to realistically is the fact that you do... I don't know. It, it feels to me like you actually bought into your own success a little bit last year um, and you felt that you were probably only a few pieces away from really being able to compete. This is the royal uh, you, right? You're not actually directing this at me. That don't mean you. No. no, I'm directing it at the Giants in general. Um, I mean, Brian DeBall obviously was the coach of the year last year uh, and he, he did an exceptional job. But I do think it was... A, I know that you will argue that there is no O-line and I get that. But I also think that certain quarterbacks are actually able to to make their O lines look a lot better, mind you. It'd be hard with yours. Um, but Daniel Jones doesn't do that for you at this point. Um, Saquon's still probably one of the top three or four running backs yeah, in the really league be when he plays. Uh, it just needs to be available for you. Nothing has gone particularly right. You, you took a, 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 a rookie. Michelle Jalen Hyatt, who in the offseason was getting hyped like he was going to be the next Odell Beckham Jr. to the point where he was artificially put, pushed on many a fantasy draft. I'm not sure how many catches he's had this year, but it's not many. Um, so it's almost like the, the, the actual expectations far outweighed what it might have been feasible to do, but the levels of talent that you had on the squad, that you knew you had on the squad before the ball came in last year and did great things. Um, but you just need your, your defence to, to dominate for you because your offence at the moment with that O-line, there is no right side of your O-line. Even when your official starters are playing, they, they just seem to be Agreed. not capable of protecting it. Daniel Jones, which is unfortunate because I think Daniel Jones does need a little bit of time in the pocket. When I've, I've seen what he can do against teams who aren't throwing pressure at him and he can pick them apart. But there's... People are probably getting accidental pressure against you. They're literally probably only like sending three and accidentally getting through that O line. So you well, do, the, I the do big, feel for him. The big um, concern really is that the O line is almost is almost turning around and putting pressure on their own. They might as well just tackle him themselves. It would save everybody a job. Um, Stop them getting injured. The Giants <laughs> have allowed a hundred and ten rating to wide receivers this season as well. So um, even even with Dave saying there, you need your defense to dominate. They've got the secondary is not good enough to be able to cope with some of the stuff that's being thrown at them anyway. No, got none of massive talent, but not in the right places. Yeah, and and Dave Dave, Dave touched on a point, and he's right. There, there's a little bit of arrogance about it, I think, from the owners this year in going into the going into the piece, and all they've really done is added Darren Waller, who's a he's a good pass catcher, pass catcher, oh, yeah. and he's he's you know he is he could be a successful in a good offense. He would be he, he could be good, but. 
he's not a piece for a team like that you need. You know, you, you should have gone out and been in the Cedarius Smith market, mm-hmm. you know, for, for that sort of linebacker, that hard hitting, that mentality and that you haven't got a personality. Leader. Um, and Andrew Thomas, I think he'll be out again, who's your best offensive lineman. He's going to be out. I can't, I can't Barkley might be 90% by now. But I, limited would, practice again this would, week. Yeah, well, I would keep him limited as well after that. I wouldn't let him play in this game. Um, because this Bills front, they have lost Matt Milano. Listen, that's a big loss. So Darius White is a big loss. They lost some players in London, the Bills. They're, they're not the team they were, and it's exactly what happened to them last year. But they're going to be pissed about this. They are, yeah. They're going to be really... Yeah. My, my cousin's over from, from Buffalo. He was over to watch the game with his wife, Leslie. Um, and I saw him, we had breakfast with him on Tuesday morning, and they are they are pissed. They are, they're not happy. And, and he, you know, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, James Cook, th- these guys... They're going to show yeah. up and they're going to put a pie on for their home fans. They are. On, on uh, look, the only positive that I could try and figure out for you Giants fans that, that watch the podcast, listen to the podcast... It's on was really late, was, so you don't was, have to No, I was actually with Saquon. And, and I thought, well, if Saquon's back, then maybe, because the Bills gave up over five a carry to ETN last weekend. And I just thought that maybe, maybe there might be something there for Saquon. But now you've convinced... And plus with Milana being out, as you've just mentioned, but now you've just mentioned that maybe it might not be a wise idea. I'm, I'm likely to go with you and therefore I'm picking the Bills. Dan? Well, Matt, Matt Milano went out of that game and I think that stung the Jags, that stung the Bills against the Jags and I think they were allowed to hit some of those runs. I don't think that would have happened with a bit of preparation. Yeah. Because... AJ Epinesa is a good linebacker and they've still got really good players on that thing. Yeah. Greg, Greg Rousseau will be back this week, so they've got a good line. Uh, this is an absolute no-brainer. I, I think I think 40 points plus. Differential? Uh, yeah, I, I think this could be an absolute massacre. So Von Miller's back, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah that's the point. Yeah, the defensive player of the year from a few years ago. He's back, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Dave, I mean, you, uh, I'm you guessing never, you're going you Bills know. as well, right? Uh, yeah, I was told to try and get them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, right, three of us going Bills. Look, I'm aware that we are pushing time slightly, so I am just going to move on so we don't have to carry on talking about the Giants. If I gave you 20 points, 21, 21 and a half points, would you take the Giants? No. Exactly. I, I wouldn't take the Giants at the moment <laughs> if you offered me a million quid. Okay. Would you? What if, what if you were playing last year's Vikings defense? No, still okay. lose. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at LA Chargers. Great Monday game. night football at SoFi. Um, Dave, do you want to go first on this one? And just just for absolute clarity, Dallas Cowboys at LA Chargers, mate. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you repeated that. Yeah, mate. good. He was going to talk about the Dolphins again. <laughs> oh, I, I really was. That's why I got written down. No, um, I, I think the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys probably got stung a little bit last week. Dan and I definitely saw it coming. Like, I mean, <laughs> writing was on the wall, right? So, um, yeah, I I think that they do have a habit of, of bouncing back a week or so later. But Chargers' fast game is going to be down to Micah Parsons again. How fit is he? But they've still got gaps in, in the secondary. I think Leighton Van Der Esch might be out for the season yeah. now as well. At least he's been put on injured for stuff. There's massive holes appearing all over that defence at the same time. Uh, Dak threw, was he three or four interceptions last week? Uh, and, um, and the way they happened as well, because it was on play after play after play. Um, it's painful. Yeah, uh, it, 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 you, I'm looking at it at the moment and I am thinking that they... The Cowboys will always have a chance if Mika Parsons turns up and he's fully healthy because he is that much of a destructive force and he is that much of a high motor player. But yeah, I think I'm picking against him for the second week in a row. Uh, Austin Eckler will be back for this game. Ooh. So he's said that he'll be back. So he's missed a couple of games and obviously they had their bye last week. Uh, but obviously Mike Williams is out for the Chargers. He's out for the year, which is a big loss for them. But they have got Keenan Allen. They have got... Um, is it Joshua Palmer on the outside and they have got obviously Quinton Johnson who they drafted this year so they've got plenty of firepower and their offensive line is good but for me this is the Kellen Moore revenge game right so Kellen Moore was sent packing from Dallas yeah, very it's much his so, yeah. fault Dak's rubbish it's his fault that we had Ezekiel Elliott playing centre on the last play of the season last year uh, get him to the charges he's rubbish I'll take over play calling says Mike McCarthy that's worked. Yeah. Um, so Kellen Moore's going to be—he's um, going to be up for the game, and I think with a week to game plan against a team he knows, look out. This is going to be—it's going to be raining points in this game. I think on Monday night, I think it'd be a high-scoring game. The Chargers can't defend anybody, mm-hmm. so they're going to give you thirty points. 
anyway to start with. So they've got to they're going to have to score thirty five plus, and I think they will. I think this will be a high scoring game. But for me, um, the Chargers should win this game, and I think I think will win this game. I think they're the better team. Dave, do you, do you still see? Dallas moving the ball effectively at the moment with, with that absolute beating of confidence we have taken. But they need yeah. Pollard to yeah. get that run game going and take yeah. pressure off the passing game. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying this day and I'm, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, is, is it an example, Dave, where, you know, we had... Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Sorry, we, we, okay. had, we had... You, you had for a couple of years, you had Elliot as the lead back and Pollard coming in. Everyone said, oh, he'll take over the job, he'll take over the job, he'll take over. A bit like Mattison at, at your, your team, Dave, and... Now they've actually got the chance to be the third. Carry a load. The, now they've got to be the RB one. It's not quite happened, has it, for either of them really this mm. year? You know, and I mean, Pollard it could, it could be an adjustment bro- period. Pollard's coming back from a broken leg, isn't he? So he missed the end of last yeah. season with a fractured leg, fractured. Tip, I think a double fracture of his leg. So it's going to take him time, but they, they just don't look right, Dallas. Everyone just looks like they're a yard in the wrong place. And when you watch it, it's weird. CD Lamb is brilliant, but he's he's stood in the wrong place. And when the ball comes, he's a yard short of where it should be. So whether that's Dak or whether it's the timing, there's something not right with Dallas. And they'll listen. They beat they beat bad teams. They beat the Giants. They beat the Jets. Well done. And they beat the Pats. Christ, well done. But they've lost to the Cardinals and they've lost to the 49ers. Yeah. Whenever they've come come west, um, well, they're west again, aren't they? So clean sweep for the punts. We all think Chargers there. <clears throat> I think that's. Um I think that's sensible. Uh, Would be an interesting one to watch, though. So if you're up late Monday night, Monday night football, there'll be plenty of points Mm -hmm. for you to get your teeth stuck into. Uh, If you're looking for a preview of tonight's game, that's Thursday night. Um, what's the date today? 12th. The 12th. So if you're looking for Thursday the 12th, that's on last week's podcast. So just go back in your feed, find last week's, listen to the end of it, and you'll find the preview uh, <laughs> for tonight's game last week. But we're actually doing next Thursday night tonight, which is... And we probably you didn't know, pick the Broncos, just to give you a bit of a hint. We did? We didn't probably pick the Broncos. No, we didn't. No, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, so we are actually looking ahead to... Jags back on US soil against the New Orleans Saints. This one at the Superdome uh, a week tonight. Um, this has got this has got fun written all over it. I think, and I like to try and make a judgment call. I think the Jags in a in a good spot. The Saints look like a, a halfway decent side. Could be a fun game. This, I think it's I think it's two teams that have viably got rights for the playoffs and probably have got aspirations for the playoffs. The Saints in a bad division. I've certainly got a chance, um, and they put up a. Listen, it was the Patriots, and and they're, they're not they're not the team they were. But to go in the, and beat anybody in this league, thirty four nil, is a, mm-hmm. is a is, it shows you that you've got a caliber a team, and they've got stars all over the place. The New Orleans Saints, they should be much better than they actually are. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara's back. Michael Thomas is playing well. Chris Olave on the outside. They've got a good defense. Um, so I, the Saints are a good team. But they both got tough matchups this weekend, actually. So yeah. the, the I think the Jags have got the Colts. At, they're at Indianapolis, which is a divisional game for them. And interestingly, they haven't taken their bye week after coming back from London. So they've played two games in London, and now they're playing at the Colts. Then they go at Saints without taking a bye week. Ooh, I worry about that. Yeah, okay. I worry about that. So it's Jags at Colts, and they're playing the, and the Saints, Saints at the Saints. Saints Texans yeah. at Saints. Yeah. So the Saints play at home. Wow. Um, look, Trevor Lawrence has looked decent last couple yeah. of games. Um, Dave, m- maybe the Jags have got a little bit more than we gave them credit for. This is it's a tricky game to call. I honestly yeah, think that there's every chance that both defences might well outplay their opposition's offences in this, just simply because I think the Saints defence shot out of the, the Patriots. Uh, and the Jags actually did perform well against a high octane offence with, with the Buffalo Bills it's still Jonathan Allen uh, Josh's so, brother yeah exactly <laughs> it's just lack of pain uh, but basically um, yeah he lost his name didn't he that was it that was uh, well, no no you I said you said yeah, in the group chat I forgot about it yeah, we needed a decider yeah that's what you said we needed a decider yeah but he did, he did lose he did lose the name game so one more for the for what is looking like the real Josh Allen and Bill Bill Allen will have to change his name, but um, just call him Jonathan. The, <laughs> why not? I have already, anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, my temptation when whenever I think it's close, and I think it is close. I I quite like Carr uh, as a quarterback, but I obviously think that they're going up against a slightly better QB. Um, so it, it comes down to coaching for me, um, and. I just think that 
Doug Pedersen's a far better coach than Alan. Um, okay. So for me, I'm going to go with the. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Jags again. I'm, it feels wrong to actually pick yeah. them again, but yeah, I'm going to go with I'm Jags. Go, I'm going Jags just because I enjoyed watching them the last two weeks. Thought they looked like halfway decent side, and you know they'll probably get the job done in a, in a tight game. You're going with I'm going with the Saints. Okay, Saints are the better team. Um, and if the Saints had the Jags quarterback, they'd be the they'd be one of the best teams in the NFC. I think I think Cal's a bum, but I think he can probably get the ball to his players enough. So for me, it's the Saints. Cal's okay. at home, got a good defense. All right. Well, let's hope that Dan's right and we're both wrong, or we're both right and Dan's wrong. Yeah, let's hope for that. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, I know, but you're not used to this name. But no, it's it's a bit strange, but we're we're just going to go with it. Look, we are fast running out of time. We are going to get to bets and punt of the week in just set, just a second. Uh, bets first, quickly. Dan, what have you got for us? I'm going big this week. Got a four timer and Aka. So I've got the Rams versus the Cardinals outright. I've got the Bills to score more than 24 and a half points yeah. in the first quarter um, I've got the Lions to beat the Bucks and I've got the Ravens to beat the Titans and it's uh, three, three and a half to one, one. Yeah. yeah, Dave what have you got for us so I've got I've got uh, another touchdown treble I love this one it's uh, first of all the, the double that's probably the only bet you'll be able to find right now and I've gone with Jamar and Lamar anytime <laughs> touchdown scorers that's 3.62 to one but what I want to finish it with so we've got Jamar Lamar I honestly think now we've traded for him, the Dolphins are going to try and get Chase Claypool into the yeah. end zone, and I think the odds will be fairly good for that. So the treble uh, is Jamal Lamar Chase. I just got to say on that, thank you very much. What's the odds for that, Dave? Uh, you won't find millions of Liverpool at the moment. Uh, all right, good <laughs> stuff. Just quickly on Chase Claypool uh, and the Dolphins. This was very nearly my pick for the next section for um, for utter punts <laughs> of the week for just basically ruining the NFL you can't have an offensive uh, sort of arsenal that good and then add Chase Claypool to it and think that it's fair there's got to be a rule against that and I'm not tell that to the Eagles man they just keep getting everybody no no that's (laughs) more more than fair Uh, it is time for this which means it's time for nominations for our utter punts of the week Dave would you like to go first I'm not going to name names in this one but I, so Kirk I am, Cousins, yeah, I, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not going. I'm not going to go with Cousins. Instead, right? If if any of you have ever seen the film Draft Day, it's a, a film with Kevin Costner. That where it, it, it's a it's a great film. I love the film. But it's a film where Kevin Costner is the the for Browns GM uh, for for a draft and the big rivals in it, the Seahawks. But what becomes apparent throughout the film, spoiler alert, is that he's having a relationship with his capologist, who's quite an attractive lady. Uh, the Bills have had to fire Fade him out. their chief Fade operating him. I think, I think we're all right at the minute. I'm, I'm listening intently, and, just in case. And, and their general counsel, their lead general counsel for an inappropriate workplace relationship. So I'm nominating... The chief operating officer who has unfortunately lost his role, but he's probably got hopefully a decent payoff. I hope you have, my friend, uh, for my ruining friend. the fantasy of draft day for me. Okay, good. Uh, I'm glad that didn't take the turn that I was anticipating it was going to take. So thank you very much for keeping us legal and above board, especially with the possibility of defaming chief legal counsel for ex-chief legal counsel for the Buffalo Bills. That could have got very dangerous very, very quickly. Dan, who are you going with? Okay, so you have to guess who this is, right? All right, so, okay, we're doing guessing games. Lovely. New coach this season brought back from a television role, not Jeff Saturday. Um, that actually happened, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I'm, I mean, I've so, blocked it out. And he says, and I quote, Last year was one of the worst coaching jobs in history of the NFL. Everything I've heard about last season, we are going to do the opposite. This coach has then gone on to coach in offense DVOA, so the stats of all offense, the 30th out of the 32 teams, and on defense, the 31st of the 32 teams, and on special teams, the worst of the 32 teams. Wow. He is the most penalized, they are the most penalized team in the league, right? Which is all about coaching, and they have got the worst special teams in it. And this week, he lost to the coach that got fired last year from that team. Sean Payton. Yeah, I, I, come, on, come on down. Come on down. Right, um, considering when you were playing guessing games, I've got a little game that I'd like to play with you. Okay? okay. So I saw on the TV this week the, op- the, the Tyreek Hill, who, after <laughs> scoring a touchdown, decides that he's going to hand the ball off to his mom 
in the crowd, right? <laughs> so he runs over, hands the ball into the crowd, shouts something through his, uh, through his helmet. Guy takes the ball off him and then pockets it. Doesn't give it to Tyreek Hill's mother, who's standing behind him. So the guessing game that you two now have to play is who am I picking as my punt of the week? Is it Tyreek Hill? Is it the guy that pocketed the ball? Or is it Tyreek's, Tyreek Hill's mother that I am naming as utter punt of the week? Dan, who do you reckon? I think it's Tyreek Hill because he didn't wear socks. Okay, good. Dave? <laughs> I think it's Tyreek Hill because you used to work for the BBC and you think that he violated health and safety by walking up the stand. Absolutely incorrect. Tyreek Hill's mother gets my nomination for utter punt of the week. And here's why. Here's why. Your son plays NFL football. Has been playing NFL football for a long time. You have already had all of the free shit in the world that you can possibly fit into your house. Whatever you want, Tyreek Hill can provide it to you. And what you did was you stole that piece of memorabilia away from a fan that doesn't have the same level of access that you've got. So, Tyreek Hill's mother Otter punt. I'm switching my Otter punt nomination. Liam. <laughs> Too far? You can't go around insulting cheetah's mother. You behave yourself. Oh, I'm not having that. Too far? I'm not having that. Yeah, the guy was a prick. And I, I don't know how he got out of the stadium, to be fair. I, I think we're saving you from a lynching here, mate. Yeah. Hey, that back. Bring it on. Hi, uh, Mrs. Hill. Right. Hi, Mrs. Hill. We love you. I am in so much trouble. Uh, you two enjoy the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this weekend. I'm sure it'll be absolutely banging. Enjoy the NFL this weekend. We will be back with you next week. See you later, gents.